Hello everyone, this is Ricky and welcome back to another episode of Gray Matters. In this episode, we're going to start a new series called Higher Education 101. Hi everyone, this is Charmaine. Yes, like Ricky said, this is a part of our Higher Education 101 series. So in here, we're going to be giving you some tips for higher education and grad school. Um, And so we just really want to help improve your grad school experience. A lot of these Um, things, tips, do's and don'ts that we're going to discuss in this episode and even our future topics are kind of based on our own learning process, but also things that we wish somebody would have shared with us before we started our process. Even if you're going into your first undergrad program, um, we're hoping that a lot of these uh, tools will be resourceful for you. Um, The first one that we want to go into that we think is a really big do is to read your department's handbook thoroughly. Ricky and I were both um, kind of introduced to the handbook once we started the program. Mm -hmm. And while this was okay, I wish I would have been introduced to the handbook right at the start of my program or even before I was starting the program, because it provides a lot of really, really useful information for your degree. And it kind of helps you um, set the tone for your, um, your time at school. Yes. Yes. And I think the handbook, like Charmaine said, we were introduced a little later, Um, but if you have it in advance, it kind of goes along with helping you um, like plan out your overall schedule in advance. Like it helps you get in mind, like what classes you want to take. It can help with, um, you know, your overall degree plan in itself. And so when you have a plan for your duration of being with that specific program, it just, it just connects all together because your handbook is there to help you out with your plan and to help you out with scheduling your classes, picking the right classes so you, that you don't waste time and money on unnecessary classes. Of course, like I know this is a big thing for grad school and undergrad. I feel like you have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to you know taking fun classes. But in grad school, it's more about specification and specialties. So you have a little less wiggle room when it comes to taking other electives, but also you want to, like we said, make the best of your time and your money because there is a lot of money that you spend in grad school. And also when it comes to selecting your specific classes, you want to make sure that you also use your time and money wisely by planning out your assignments to make sure you're successful in those classes and to make sure that you don't have to retake the same classes over and over again. Um, Because in higher education, you have a little less wiggle room when it comes to submitting assignments late. And, you know, um, you have a little, it kind of affects your overall trajectory of your experience there. It can, if you have to retake a class, it can mess up your whole plan almost. And it can kind of like set you back. So you just want to make sure you're using your time and money wisely so that you can A, plan out your whole plan and then plan out each of your classes and the schedule for each of your assignments in advance. Um, That way you can use your time and money wisely um, because you have very limited funds when it comes to uh, financial aid, especially for grad school. I know in undergrad, you have a little bit more of Pell Grants and a little more of government assistance. But when it comes to grad school, I know for, for me personally, I took out, it was mostly loans to get my master's. So what I'm doing differently for my PhD is I am, I am looking for different ways to fund my graduate degree outside of loans that includes fellowships, scholarships. And so you want to make sure that you have you give yourself enough time to apply for those financial assistance outside loans 
because it takes a little bit more time um, to apply for those different things because for some of them, it's a 10-step process. It's not just submitting a quick little application. Sometimes you need recommendations from your peers and from your mentors and your professors, etc. Sometimes you need to write a couple of essays to kind of show them your um, academic capabilities. It's just a varying amount of um, application work that goes into it. So you want to make sure you give yourself enough time um, and not wait till the last minute to apply for those. And so for me personally, I found out a lot of my about a lot about a lot about scholarships and fellowships through my department. Um, and that's another thing about higher education in general. If you're an undergrad, if you're in grad school, you can connect to your department and your department will help you to um, will help you to give recommendations holistically. They can give you recommendations about scholarships, fellowships. They can give you recommendations about your degree plan, like what classes you should take, whether you should go online or in person. Um, your department can also help during this time of COVID in helping you kind of navigate your schedule and helping you come up with a different plan. Like, for example, if you, I know in grad school, there's an assumption that online is easier and that's not the case really sometimes. Sometimes online can be a little bit more tasking because when you're in person, you have a little bit more freedom to discuss the readings in person and kind of bounce ideas off each other versus online space. You don't really get the freedom to do that. So connecting with your department can help you to navigate, to have that conversation and kind of navigate this gray area to know, okay, well, we're all online this this year, this semester because of COVID. Maybe you should wait a little further down the line to take this class because it's a little harder online and just different things like that. Your department can help you network as well um, for future. Like if you want to um, continue your career post-academic, like it can, they can help you with your career goals and just different things. There's a lot of resources in your department. Um, and this being said, of using different resources that your department has to offer. I know with our department, I was connected with a mentor to start off. And one of the biggest takeaways I got from my mentor was learning how to read. I know this sounds very, um, very like minute, but it's so important because a major difference between undergrad and grad school, I felt like was my first semester, I was told, I was given two books for one class and two books for one class and then one book for my other two classes. So that was four books total that I had to read in one week. And I felt very overwhelmed because in undergrad, I, um, I like to read everything. I like to go very in details. But what I've learned over time is to not focus on every aspect of the readings, but take a few few key, point, key points with you to discuss in class or if you're online to have in kind of like your online discussion platform because a lot of times like you you gain more understanding by coming together and talking with your peers than you necessarily would on your own and that's something I wouldn't have learned if I hadn't a connected with my department been a got a mentor from that connection of my department and that person kind of gave me some tips to um, tips to utilize overall for my academic journey. Um, so yeah, your department is a great resource. Um, and I think Charmaine's going to offer us a little more insights about other ways to use your resources. Yeah, I love that, Ricky. That's, and I think utilizing your department as well is really important if you're going down the research path. So if you're doing mm -hmm. a research degree, 
Um, that's normally where your committee chair will be from. Um, if you're doing future research, even if you're interning, like Ricky said, post-academia um, work, it's really important to um, get a good network if possible. And also um, mentorships. So a lot of time you'll find an academic um, faculty member mm-hmm. that will be your mentor. Those also most often will come from your department or a related department. Um, so yeah, those are all really good tips. And then we also found some really great resources that we were wish we would have been told about earlier. Yes. Definitely in undergrad. Like I found out about a lot more resor- resources once I was in grad school. Um, I also wanted to say before we get into these resources specifically is that if you have the opportunity to go ahead and attend your um, graduate school and your department orientation. Mm -hmm. Those are really useful. Um, I kind of, I didn't start in the fall. I started in the spring. So um, I attended, I had already done like a semester and a half basically before I, I, um, you know, did, but I still attended the fall graduation. I'm sorry, um, graduate school and department orientation. Those are really, really beneficial and useful to me. So if possible, um, go ahead and do that because you're going to gain a lot of resources from that as well. But um, as far as some other services and resources at your university um, or your institution, so these are a part of your tuition, mm-hmm. whether you want to use them or use them or you don't. So it's I always like to give these to people because you're going to pay for them. So why not use them? Um, so some of these are your writing and maths and science service center. So at TWU, we have something called the Write Site. So you can submit your papers there. They will check like They'll basically edit them for you. Um, And this is really important. I have found this really useful, even just for one thing that I always feel like I got tripped up on was like commas. And so it was really nice to have somebody in addition to Grammarly and my own eyes to go in and help me edit something. So this was really useful. Math and science centers. There's, um, I know other centers as well, kind of focused on your um, kind of academic focus. And then also I'm going to connect this to an earlier point that Ricky brought up about, um, planning your assignments ahead of time. Mm -hmm. We also recommend that for grad school because you are going to need the time to edit. So really just doing assignments last minute is not an option. This is not undergrad. We're not doing all nighters. We're not doing any of that because they, you really will need the time to do assignments and do them well. And especially if you're using them for your research, you want to make sure you're taking the time and doing the research and doing them well. Um, so health and counseling services are really important. Um, these centers will often provide um, a certain number of counseling um, like sessions that will be available to students. These are really great. So take advantage of these if possible. Um, disability services and resources. These are great if you need um, any kind of accommodation for disabilities. It usually takes a few steps. And so I would recommend going earlier. Um, I know that from what I've heard from my fellow peers that have needed to utilize these services. Like I said, it can take a few steps, but it also take some time to apply everything. So apply as early as possible. Um, and then of course your gym and activity center, these are great. You're most often paying for these as well. So um, this kind of goes into your physical and mental health. Try to take advantage of these if you can. And then our last like biggest resource that we feel like is very underutilized is the library. So I know the library is great for studying and for finals week in undergrad, but we recommend even if you're an undergrad and especially in grad school, um, we have a few things that we really recommend for the library. So first of all, get to know your departmental um, resource page on the library homepage. This is a lot more effective than your homepage search for finding articles and specific sources. Um, This also leads into the second point, which is um, get to know your departmental librarian. Librarians overall, um, but especially if you have a departmental librarian, which a lot of grad school programs will have, like a librarian that's assigned specifically to your department, they're really very, very knowledgeable. 
and usually very happy to help as well. And so um, I actually was navigated to my departmental homepage from our, um, our departmental librarian. And so this really allowed me to kind of narrow down and find um, journal articles and journals themselves that were more specifically related to what I was researching. Um, so this is really great as well if you're able to utilize that. And then most libraries, if not all, will have archivists and these archivists are great at helping you find resources specifically from the archives. This is something that can be useful in our multicultural women gender studies work. And um, honestly, this was something, um, had it not been for a class where we had to do research specifically from the archive, mm -hmm. that I would not have known about. And in addition to just university-based research that was helpful for my, my degree and my research specifically, I found the archives contained so much information on a plethora of, of other topics that were related to, because it's Texas Women's University, they have a great women's archive, um, but they also related to a lot of local things in Denton and North Texas. So they were, it, it's really cool. It's a great great place if you're able to check it out, do, do so. And then um, the library websites, lastly, they also um, very often will have useful tutorials and workshops. So a couple that I have done, um, I did one on plagiarism and another on navigating research. So the navigating research was great because it helped me kind of, um, you, it taught me certain keywords to use and certain ways to conduct research through the online li uh, library, um, like kind of research pages, um, source pages that were a little bit more specific um, than what I could find on like the main homepage or just through instead of combing through each individual journal. Um, these were great for that. And then for plagiarism, I think a lot of people kind of assume plagiarism is more like closely related to just like copy pasting. Mm -hmm. But what you will learn, especially in grad school, <laughs> is that plagiarism is very extensive. And so what I really appreciated about this tutorial, and this was also through a class, as Ricky and I both took this class, yeah. um, I found this so useful because it related to correctly citing. That's a huge thing. And of course, learning like your citations, like MLA versus APA versus Chicago versus any other one, um, different departments and different classes will require different citations. So oftentimes your library can also link you to those proper handbooks and pages um, for citations. They can help you with that. So just learning different methods of avoiding plagiarism, I think are really important. So look at your library um, resources for that. And then lastly, we would just recommend, don't expect everything to go perfectly. Um, leave room, you know, if, especially if you get your degree plan done early, but that's great. We recommend that. And also leave some room in there in case something does not go perfectly. If you need to take an extra semester or if something happens, I think a lot of us have been tested for lack of better words with, with COVID. Um, you know, a lot of our classes have been shifted online, like research, like things have been extended, deadlines have been extended, research has been shifted. So there's a lot that's really, ta that's been very taxing. If you know, you're working really hard in school. Um, and like Ricky said, we're not saying just slack off, but leave some room in there. If everything doesn't go perfectly, it's okay. Focus and take care of your mental health. Like we said, no all-nighters, they don't work. Don't take online classes just because you think they're easier, all that stuff, you know, um, you know, read your, read all your assignments, but also don't, you know, read from cover to cover if you don't need to, like try to get as much, try to really get as much as you can out of this experience. Um, and you know, you'll, you'll kind of navigate your way through and find things that work for you. And, um, I always, I'm such like a cover to cover reader, but I realized that it was just virtually impossible for me to do that. And so I really utilized some ways that I, was reading what I needed to and really getting all the content. I was doing my reading, but just really taking away from it what I needed. Um, 
And so, you know, all of these are really important tips. Well, of course, like we said, this is a series, so we will have some more that we will continue with. Um, so we hope that you find this useful. And if you have more suggestions, if you have questions, you can email us at graymatterstheblog at gmail.com. You can visit our website at graymatterstheblog.com. Visit us on our IG, engage with us. Um, you can, you know, we'll have a resources page on there as well as a highlight. So you can visit that also. And that's again at IG at gmatter, graymatterstheblog. And of course, this is a podcast, so you can listen to us on your podcast platform of choice. If you're on Apple, if you like this, please go ahead and just leave us five stars. Share. If you know anyone else who's in grad school or considering any kind of higher education, go ahead and share this with them. Um, And we really hope you find this useful, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.